2024. This is the year when things could go really well or really bad. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live if I would just punch those buttons on the WORD Facebook page. Joining me now from uh, the, the beautiful auspice that is Armed American Radio is the host. And that would be Mark Walters. Good morning, sir. Good morning and Happy New Year, my brother from another mother. So uh, you, are, you, are you gearing up for SHOT Show now? Is that, is that, is that the thing you're, you're looking at the most? To <laughs> yeah, you know, you, it's funny you mention that. I just sent a text to somebody that I may pare it down to about three days this year, just while I was on hold. But, yeah, I'm gearing up for that. That will run the 22nd through the 26th. I'm slated to be there. I may run it uh, maybe a day earlier so only because uh, I really don't want to be off air for that long during that week <laughs> with a bunch of guest hosts, you know, well, of which you will be hosting, by the way, and I'm looking yep, forward to that. Thank yep, you yep, for stepping yep. up. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it for five. If you come back early, I'll, you know, I'll step aside quite. You know, Sounds like sure. a plan. Well, I appreciate anyway. it. Looking forward to it. And I know my anyway. listeners are too. Do, do you find, uh, do you find more people carrying guns nowadays than when you began? Are there more yeah. people that look at the gun thing and say, I should probably carry one myself, shouldn't I? Yes. In fact, um, I, I've used this as an example a number of times, but I have a, a neighbor who's a very, very good friend of mine, dear friend of mine, as far left as you can get. But she is an honest person who is interested in listening to other sides of an argument. She also became a real estate agent about four to five years ago and had a very unnerving incident happen while she was showing a house. And the first thing she did when she got home was call me to help her uh, through the gun purchase and training, which she did, and she now carries regularly. Uh, carrying a gun is a civil right that is open to all of us, regardless of our political persuasion, as you well know. And we are seeing more and more Democrats carrying guns for one reason, Bill, crime. Crime crosses all economic, it all socioeconomic borders. It, it's, it affects every single American. And I, I, I do think, yeah, we, you know, the numbers bear that out. If you look at the statistics, I think it was an NBC poll that showed 52% of American homes have a firearm in them now, which I'm sure, and I, I hope NBC choked on when they were reporting that. But at the same time, that number is, if they're telling you it's 52, it's probably higher, likely 62 to 70, quite frankly, because I know if they called me, I wouldn't give them a straight answer. I'd hang up on them after I laughed them to death. But the fact of the matter is that there is evidence of that. The two fastest growing demo demographics are black Americans, minority Americans, particularly black Americans in Democrat run inner cities, and females. So I don't know how you can view it any other way. And I've seen it with my own eyes. The other thing that I, I, I think, and I sometimes I give myself away, I tell everybody that'll listen that women are better students when it goes to taking a class than I am. Yeah, you, I agree buying? with that. Yeah. I mean, my daughter is the same way. She just turned 21. She's getting ready to take some firearms training. We're a constitutional carry state here in Georgia. My wife is not only a better student than me, she's also a better shot than I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. Yes. Well, the reason I say that is because I enjoy going to a shooting range and training so much that I get into my Sonny Crockett complex where I'm, you know, I'm out there and I'm, I, I want to look cool while I'm doing it and all this other stuff. Later on as I go along, I begin to understand, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be bearing down on this and learning something. But in the beginning, I'm just so happy to be out there. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've taken so much training. I've been very blessed over the years. I've, I've trained with some of the greatest instructors in the world, 
multiple different Navy SEALs, uh, some of the big instructors around the country, from SWAT instructors to, you know, National Rifle Association certified instruction, from that all the way up, and some of the biggest names out there. And, and fortunately, I am a good student, and I, I, because maybe it's because I've trained more than the average Joe over the years with some people like this. I've had the benefit to be able to do that. But I take away something because each of them teach different different techniques, right? But the basic fundamentals remain the same. Sight alignment, trigger control, trigger press, et cetera, proper grip, proper stance. These things are now some people will argue different things like different stances, but that's up to you. You can train and work with what's ever comfortable for right. you. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I take a lot of that away, and I, those things go through my mind every time I'm at the range. I just took my 84-year-old father to the range a couple days ago before he left to go back to Florida for the season and put his hands on, on his Smith & Wesson 380, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I love it. I'm like you. But here, just, just to let you know, you don't have to try to look like Sonny Crockett, baby. You are. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so much Sonny. <laughs> so much Sonny Crockett. Are you still carrying a 226? I am looking at it right here in a crossbreed outside the waistband drop slide holster. It's sitting right here on my desk. It will be on my side shortly. But I, I, I move between that because I love a bigger gun. And I'll be honest with you, this is not paranoia. But as I see things happening around me and unfolding around me, I made a decision to carry a larger gun with more capacity for that very reason. If well, crime is, you know, and you're talking to somebody that pulled a firearm to defend his life back in 2002 on right. the streets of Tampa behind the wheel of an automobile. I was carrying a Glock 36 at that point. And I've, I don't think I've ever carried anything with only seven rounds in it since then. Yeah. The, uh, you know, during the, uh, during the, uh, Nairobi in the, the West Cape mall incident, everybody yeah. there was carrying a gun like the two, two, six or the CZ 75 or some double stack with a lot of capacity, full size gun, because in real gun fights, those are actually better. Well, they're easier to handle, believe it or not. And, you know, there's yeah. something interesting. I'm glad we're talking about this. I think listeners will benefit from this. I wrote a column for Human Events about, oh, gosh, it was back in 2010. That's now 14 years ago. And the week that it ran in, in the now defunct Human Events, it was the number one most widely read column for that week. I, I had more readers than Colonel Oliver North, than Ted Nugent. The only one who upstaged me was Ann Coulter when she put it out to her list about five million strong to get those numbers up. And it was titled the top 10 carry guns. Now, we could debate over the last 14 years the type of gun. OK, but the reason for carrying a gun and one of the points that I made was carry the biggest gun you possibly can. It's and here's why, because you can now with today's modern technology, with some of these holsters, I'm talking about this drop slide outside the waistband. Or, right. like, for example, I'm a big fan of, of crossbreed holsters. They're super tough. You can carry a full-size gun and do it comfortably now. Yeah. It's just as comfortable to carry that as it might be to carry something smaller. One of my regular go-tos is also a SIG P365 Macro. That's 17 plus one rounds in a little bit smaller package. But it's the same round count, and it's still a fairly sizable gun, yet it's so easy to carry guns nowadays with the technology that we have out there and the design of some of these holsters. Yeah, it's a lot better. It's a lot better. I've got a I've got a macro coming from Terran Tactical Innovations. I'll have to let you play with that when that gets here. I haven't tried one of those yet. I want to try that. The reason I was asking about the two two six is I'm thinking about today going and looking at one. Just Don't just look for at it. Go buy it. Go buy it. You think so? Yeah. We'll, we'll just see. go buy it. It's one <laughs> of those guns. Listen, that you know, I'm I'm I have no financial interest in Glock whatsoever. I've carried Glocks my whole life. I think most people who own guns have had. A, some semblance of a Glock come through their 
their their arsenal at some point in time. But I'm wearing a Glock sweatshirt in honor of Gaston Glock passing last week and the fact that it's actually quite cold here, as you well know. You're a little bit farther yep. north of me. Yeah. But, you know, when you talk about carrying, and I don't want to go too much on the Glocks right now, but the size of the firearms and, and you know, it's the, the SIG that you're talking about, that two two six we're talking about, that's one of those guns that is, is reliable right out of the box. You can carry that gun out of a, in a box, load it when you get in the car, put it on your hip, having never fired it, and know darn good and well that if you need it when you stop at the bank and a bank gets robbed and your life is on the line, that gun is going to go bang. That's the beauty of some of the modern technology in some of these amazing handguns, SIGs, all of them. All the striker-fired pistols t- today are so reliable. Yeah, I mean, even the budget ones are, are, are good oh, guns. Yeah. There's there's none that are junk anymore. And I like it used to be. There used to be some that were junk. Now they have they have uh, definitely worked that out. So um, now in Georgia, Georgia's uh, – Permitless carry, too, right? Georgia is, is a true constitutional carry state. We no yeah. longer need a permit, and there are no, are no restrictions as far as you know how we carry, et cetera. There's very few places in the state of Georgia that are off limits. Uh, you, you know, Let's juxtapose that against Florida, which I would consider to be permitless carry because you still can't openly carry in the state of Florida. Right. Hopefully right. that changes down the road. But with the Tourism Bureau, if you're listening in Florida, that's going to be a long wait. The See, fact of the matter is, yes. <laughs> in South Carolina, we can carry in the open if we have a concealed carry permit. I, well, I, you guys, I, listen, I, I'm optimistic about South Carolina. In fact, I just got before uh, before doing the show with you, I was just on with Cam and Company taping for today. And yeah. we talked specifically about South Carolina, North Carolina, and Louisiana. 27 states across the country now uh, are now constitutional carry. You now have three that are really good prospects. Number one, Louisiana with Landry who has vowed to sign it, it will pass. I'm pretty sure that uh, Louisiana will be state number 28. The state you're in, in South Carolina, will likely be 29. Uh, North Carolina is still a little bit sketchy, but I, I think I think that's on the block. If there's enough lobbying done, I think it passes in South Carolina. 2024 could be a good year for South Carolina. Hopefully. I certainly hope so. It's still on the docket, I know that. It's still on the docket. Listen, thanks for taking the time to join me. Uh, I was about to say Cam Edwards can conceal anything he wants to in his beard. But, uh, he can. He, he can, can, right? <laughs> he, a shotgun. He can conceal a shotgun. Uh, Mark Walters, check him out at Armed American Radio. It's the biggest radio of its biggest radio show of its type out there smoking today. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Oh, always a pleasure. Thanks. Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year to you. Coming up next, it's going to be Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop because it is two-way Tuesday. Let you know how it went, let you know what's available, let you know what's on sale. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. All of the holiday stuff is over. And joining me now from Dewey's Pawn Shop is Dewey Lemons. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Bill. How are you, sir? All, all, I'm good. All the time off out of the way now, and it's back to business, and let's go hunting and sell some stuff and stuff like that. Good, good. Yeah, time. it's time to go hunting now. I get a little bit of time off. I didn't, didn't do no good over the holidays. Didn't see anything. No? Didn't You didn't go out and climb into a deer stand during the holidays? I did, yeah. It didn't do me no good. I should have I should have just sat in a chair and slept or worked. I should have. I should have got some work done on the farm I need to do, but I was thinking I was going to get me a deer, and they just weren't moving. What is the hog hunting like around here? 
Hog hunting, um, it's pretty good. Some of these bigger farms going down lower part of going, you know, Lawrence County, or a little bit farther on down. They say there's a bunch in some of the places in Anderson. Um, I don't know. I don't have any on my place. Yeah. Um, just once in a while, want to come through, but um, there are there are some people. I mean, there's a there's a place over on the Sluter River that's um, it's a neighborhood over there that I know some police officers that go over there and, and, and kill them at nighttime. You know, <laughs> so it's a, there, there are there are a lot of wild hogs around, and they're they're out there. They're not. I don't think they're going anywhere. That's um that's one thing we do good with the thermal stuff that we sell. We this this time of year we sell a lot of night vision and thermal stuff to people who um you know want to get rid of them hogs and everything and of course it's you know you can sit in a deer stand and hunt them just like you're deer hunting too because they'll they'll come out just like deer do so let me ask you this so in the event uh i wanted to take up hog hunting and i'll I'll tell you why i'm thinking hog hunting because uh i i I think that's probably you know that's sort of a varmint i like pork uh that kind of thing. I, my, my uncle's killed many wild boars and I have enjoyed them as far as the food aspect of it. Um, let's say I do that. Is Are there places around here where I could take the animal and get it processed? Uh, there are some people who will do hogs and some people who will not. Ah. I am not any good at that. I cannot tell you who it is because, um, you know, most of the time I'll, I don't, if I take them, if I kill them and I take them for myself, I'll cut them up myself. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I know there are some some um, meat processors that will do them and some won't do them. So, but you just have to check around on that. But um, but I tell you right now, I got plenty of hog killing guns in here. That's for sure. <laughs> now I is it AR fifty? I got that new. I got. I tell you, I got a great one that came in. It's a new Browning bar. It's got a short. It's got an eighteen and a half inch barrel with a with a ten round magazine comes with it. Right, and um, it's it's a Browning bar, and it's the a BAR, the, gun. Yep, yep, it would be semi-automatic great for shooting hogs. Yep, semi-automatic. Yeah, I got one sitting out there in three hundred eight. It's a neat little gun. How much does it weigh? Um, it would be great for killing hogs. Uh yeah, it's still a Browning. It ain't really lightweight. It's probably seven, seven and a half pound gun, seven pound gun, something like that. But I guarantee, you, I bet you that thing will throw some lead downfield. <laughs> Now is five five six a good hog round? Uh, five five six is okay for shooting hogs. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, you know, if you shoot them in the head or get them just right and everything, they'll drop. But um, a hog is one of the toughest critters I've ever seen, man. I sh- I shot one with a load of buckshot one time, and it just it act like the and I was oh twenty five thirty feet from it, and I was shooting it with number one buckshot, and I shot that hog, and he kind of staggered a little bit, and then turned around and looked at me like. What's wrong with you? And then took off running like nothing else happened. You know, I've I've seen them. I've killed them with broad heads stuck in their, you know, in their shoulder pads. Uh, I know people who shot them four and five times before they they finally got on to got the dogs on them and then finally killed them. Right. Uh, what about three hundred blackout? Is that okay? Three hundred blackout is is okay if you're at close range. Um, again, three hundred blackout doesn't have a whole lot of penetration. You know, it right. was. That cartridge was designed just to be shot out of a, you know, a silencer because it can, you can quieten it down so good. Um, but uh, now I wouldn't use 300 blackout on hog hunting. It ain't, it ain't got enough penetration, I don't think. But um, that's me. I know a lot, a lot of people have killed hogs with them. That's for sure. Anyway, 
The uh, so, but, but we got we got three hundred blackouts too. If you want one of them, <laughs> so if somebody comes in besides the the brown the, your bar, what would be the good caliber to hunt for to get a uh, to be a hog hunter? Oh, a great three hundred eight. Three hundred eight, great hog hunting gun. That's a yeah. really good one. Um, those those hogs I killed earlier this year, I shot with a two hundred eighty Ackley when we went to that plantation in the lower part of the state. I was shooting a two hundred eighty Ackley, and um, you know I shot one through the shoulder, and he still went. 40, 30, 40 yards. Um, but now the ones I shot in the head, they dropped right there in the tracks. That's um, that's that's a big, big difference in dropping a hog right where it is. I see. I saw a hog hunt the other day where they got the hogs into a circular trap, which they then sprung the trap and they were just caught in the trap. And then some yeah. uh, some yahoo just rolled up and just started shoot them, shooting them inside the trap, which I guess they have to do that to uh, just get yep, them. Yep, they're thinning them out. Yep, yep there's a, a lot out. of a lot of properties have way too many hogs on them, so they they kill them off however they can. Is that is is that a seasonal animal, or can you just hunt hogs all year long? I think in South Carolina you can shoot them year round. Year round, so yep. yeah, not you're, you're, maybe maybe not on game management land. Game management land, maybe you can only hunt them during deer season, right? But um, but on other on private land, you can kill them year round. Well, and you know you know the other day somebody called in and asked me if I'd heard a kill off about um, some of the wood ducks dying off. Yeah, yeah. One of your one of your listeners called in. That is true. I did I did hear that that same day um, that that the custom the your listener called in. And that is happening down in the lower part of the state. The, the fish and wildlife people of South Carolina are saying that there's a, a bird flu that's killed a lot of wood ducks in the lower part of the state. Wow. Okay. Sure has. That's but, not uh, good. That's not good. I've never nah, tried duck. I want to try duck. Have you ever tried duck? I'm oh, sure duck's tried. good. Duck's yeah. great. Duck, you, I mean, just, you know, I've had people mess up ducks, but I swear I think they tried to mess them up because normally duck, you can't, you cook a duck anyway and it's good. Duck meat is really good. I love ducks, and it's still duck season right now. And we got a lot of shotguns still in stock, and and we got migra. We still got plenty of migra shells out there, and lots of duck loads. So if you want to go duck hunting, come see us. We'll fix you up. That, I'm being asked if you have the Glock 17 Gen 5 Slide Lock Spring. Do you have those parts in stock? No, I no. will not have that part in. I sure wouldn't. And would a thirty thirty Marlin lever action would it be a good scope for a good gun for hogs and deer? Yeah, yeah, thirty thirty is good all around. Good six point yep. five would that be a good one? It's uh, six point five. You know the PRC, the six point five PRC is a good one. Yeah, that's a little better. It's got a lot more get up and go than the Creedmoor does, but the Creedmoor is okay. Yeah. When you go hunting for hogs, how many do you look to get? It depends on where I'm going. Some places I'm, you know, I'm be happy and lucky if I get one. But some places I go and I'll, I'll actually wait and see how many will come out, or either I'll, I'll shoot the very first one I see, so I can, you know, get let things quieten down so more will come out. Right. You know, it's it's it just depends on where you're going, how many hogs I got. I understand. That's something I'm going to be looking into. I'll be picking your brain on that one. I'm sure before it's over with you, you'll be sick of it. So anyway, for everybody out there, if you have any questions about Dewey's, looking for something or anything, the phone number is 864-422-0072. They have no automated phone line answering. It'll be a human being. They'll be able to tell you what you're looking for if they have it in fact in stock, which most of the time, if they don't have it in stock, that's the anomaly. 
Thank you for we joining. We can get it if we don't. Yeah, you do. Quick. They can get it yeah. quick if they don't. Happy New Year to you, um, sir. I'll be seeing you today. All right. Come check us out or either go to Traders on Wade Hampton Boulevard. They got Traders. a bunch of inventory still left over there, too. There you go. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, the new trendy thing. Let's knock Trump off of the ballot. Right? Let's lock Trump off of the ballot. GS Plumbing Talk Line, 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Now, um... Alexis de Tocqueville, he said this, it is easier for the world to accept a simple lie than a complex truth. Sorry, I'm not sure. Of course. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what happens when you say certain names. Uh, now, the lie which has been told over and over again has resulted because they believe that you believe the lie in the Democrats' first report moving Trump from the ballot in Colorado and Maine, and then stay in it. But what it boils down to is this. It is past time for the media to stop reporting that he tried to overturn the presidential election. And it's not the election that Trump lost, and it's not Trump's defeat, and the false claims are not baseless, and he's challenging the results of Biden's victory or to swing the election in his favor. I know some of you are as tired of that as I am. Um, I, it's also time to stop reporting that the four indictments are nothing more than valid or understandable reactions to punish Trump for his attempts to disenfranchise voters and thus subvert democracy. These are all running hand in hand. Trump's bad, so we got to do all these things to him. This is not a nonpartisan objective view of what happened in 2020. Now, in fact, this is what the DNC is spoon-feeding you, forcing it down your throat, and it's the same thing as asking somebody, when did you stop beating your wife? Well, let's go. Who, who we got? Who we got today? You got Paul from Inman. Paul from Inman. Paul from Inman, what can I do for you, sir? Yes, sir. Good. Happy New Year, Bill. Let's start off this thing right first. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, just to, just to get the beginning going. Right. Hey, I missed the beginning of the conversation when you said about um, the U.S. military and uh, the, their propensity towards uh, following orders and who will be executing those orders in, in, a, in a general realm, right? You would have a bunch of young guys that have no reference point in their lives being told to do stuff, possibly against uh, us, the civilians, correct? That was the gist of your problem, right? Order, order, Go ahead and close that on. mic, Maestro. Um, the th here, here, so what I broke it down, the way I broke it down, is the problem with the military is not the Pentagon. The Pentagon doesn't actually execute something. They get out there and they say, Go do something. The problem is going to come up with your field-grade officers and below, and especially your non-commissioned officers. Because the lower the I rank see. you are, the more idealistic you are when you volunteer to join the service. Now, nothing happens in the well, military without the non-commissioned officers doing it. 
And the non-commissioned officers, unless they're really, yeah, unless they're really close to retirement, they're not going to be sitting back going, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to Akron and kill everybody there. Right, because when I was 13, I witnessed my grandfather tell his youngest son, my uncle, when he was drafted into the Polish military and was setting out to go to the basic training. He said this, and I can quote this directly. Marek, if I ever hear that you ever pull the trigger on civilians, I am going to shoot you myself. That was the culture at that moment. You just, the, the military, the, the grunts, everybody on the lower ranks are the people. So anybody who is objecting to this by telling them uh, or giving them an unlawful order is breaking the, the, the law of the land, essentially. Yes. So, uh, and they don't have to follow those unlawful it, orders. That's why my grandfather was so specific. This is why we hope that we still have this culture here, that that culture prevails in the United States everywhere. So when a guy gets picked up in Georgia and Alabama, gets thrown into Washington state and is given an unlawful order, he follows what is the law in Georgia and Washington without making a discrimination, you know, without saying, well, they're not going to catch me here ever. You know, one of us. Well, I mean, I... That was the first thing about... uh, I don't know how it is now, but in the 80s when I was in the military, when I was a E3, my, my, my sergeant would sit us down when we were going into the field to do a field exercise and tell me everything about the mission. And then he would ask for my input on how we could best do the mission. And we would come to a consensus as a team and figure out how we were going to execute it. And in the end, it was up to him to veto it or to say, let's go with it and make whatever adjustments he might do with his uh, enhanced experience compared to us. And we all knew what we right. were doing. We all knew what we were doing. You don't take a kid off the street who's a skateboarder and teach him how to blow up a $20 million tank, and he doesn't come out of there really quick with a little bit of technical knowledge. So, you know, it's right. uh, the, right. the the American military kid nowadays, he, he's quite the thing. He's quite the thing. But anyway, um, have we got another call? Paul, I th- happy new year to you. Thanks for calling back and everything. Did we have another call there, uh, Maestro? Okay, okay thought we had another call i would have i would have kept paul on there anyway in any event as as far as it goes uh i think most of the american military would probably take everything they own and leave they'd probably take everything they own and leave and it gets worse for the special operations guys because the special operations guys are hyper partisan hyper patriotic and they'll get out there and they'll be like oh so they want us to go kill our own people huh hmm Huh, sir? Are we going to do that? And they'll, they'll, you know, they'll they'll type a little email to the to the Pentagon and go, "Dear sirs, I resign, uh, but I will be seeing you guys again soon." And off they go with all of their T O and E, and off they go. <laughs> uh, so I'm getting this: illegals placed in the military for citizenship will shoot Americans. They have no loyalty to the to U.S. What world are you living in? That hasn't happened just yet. I know they want to put them into the military for citizenship, but that's been going on for a while. That's That was happening in the 80s. That's new. That's not a new thing. This is not a new thing. I, I served with a guy from El Salvador as an example. A Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. I served with him, too. They were all crack soldiers. And they're, you know, they're not. Don't buy the hype. Don't buy the hype, Okay. Don't buy the hype. Bill, I got out as an 03 with prior enlistment. That means he was a captain. That said, NCOs are the backbone of the military. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would be happy to serve with you, sir, just knowing that you know that. So, 
We'll get back to the whole baseless fraud thing and all the other nonsense that we had coming up. I, uh, Paul wanted to go that way. So we went that way because that's what I do. That's that's the way I like to roll with that. <laughs> uh, so as far as the Democrat Party is concerned, everything, that the, everything you hear coming out of the media right now, that is all a self-serving DNC version of what they want you to know. And they're doing the things that they're doing right now. They're, they're, they're floating out these tests to see how you feel about it because they think, but they're not sure that you believe them. More on this when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. When you've got a bunch of people out there repeating the left's talking points, well, it, it becomes a bit confusing for the faithful, doesn't it? Uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. You know, we got Fox News, the Wall Street Journal. They all use the vernacular of the left. Mike Pence, you know. The double standard is very disconcerting. Uh, you know, and all the anybody that's been associated with uh, Trump, you know, Michael Flynn, Rudy Giuliani, um, and and getting out there wouldn't in in the interest of the country, wouldn't you think that everybody would want the election process to be so far? above reproach so so reliable so credible and yet it has nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with that all these things that they call his post-election behavior trump deceitful destructive disgraceful malfeasance that's them and you've had some that have gotten out there and have realized how how far out on the limb they've gone like national review they pushed back against the trump indictments but they were still condemning his appalling actions in the aftermath of the 2020 elections, as well as his deceptions. But what deceptions were those? Especially after all the articles came out, and we, you know, we've we've seen the we've seen the video evidence, we've heard the testimony, all these other things. You know, you could go look at the Powerline blog by the usually outstanding John Hinderaker. And you'll get paragraph after paragraph evidence of cheating and lying by Democrats. And that didn't prevent Hinderaker himself from being polite and handing some rope to the opposition, ending that post with the words, Trump's obviously indefensible claims. And also with this, in some, the indictment does not make out a case that Trump is a criminal who should go to prison, but it does make out a strong case that Trump is a dishonest egomaniac with terrible judgment who should never again be entrusted with the responsible government position. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Hinderaker, uh, you can't be on both sides at the same time. That just never works. And here, here's the other thing. Um, if Trump hasn't done anything that is criminal, then you can't keep him from being in government again. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. You know. All of these things that they've gotten out there, this has all become, it, it's it's been so 
prevalent and so constant. Um, and I mean, it boils down to this. In the game of hockey, the Democrats are playing by the rules of hockey and the Republicans are playing by the rules of golf. Once again, Mr. de Tocqueville, I don't like the idea of being protected by these shepherds who are no better animals than us and who very often are worse. And meanwhile, Joe Biden, who's out there accusing Trump of being corrupt, of being with China, being of Russia, he's with all these guys. He's done it both as a senator, the vice president, and now the resident. He's taken over $20 million in bribes from China's communists. And everybody's going, you know, everybody found out, and they're like, Joe, you really shouldn't have let them find that out. You really shouldn't have. And, and look, look what we got to do now. In the, in the interim, see, the Department of Justice is not supposed to be out there looking at this stuff as like it's a suggestion. That's what, not, law is not a suggestion. Okay? Law is not a suggestion. We need to hold them accountable. You know, they, they, they're out there right now. There's, they, they want to compare what the Republicans would like to do to them, which they're trying to do to Republicans. They want to compare that to uh, what happened to Solzhenitsyn and, uh, you know, Sakharov and all these other Soviets that were out there. And in the interim, all these people... You know, whether it's Corinne Jean-Pierre getting out there saying, you know, I think America wants to move on or whatever. Um, no, they don't want to move on. America wants some blanking justice. I'm sorry to have to put it that way, but they do. So... <laughs> And the genius of Trump was that Trump got in there and put, when he, he got off of the golf cart and put on a hockey helmet and a hockey mask. Once again, for Mr. Tocqueville, there's nothing more prone to error than common opinion. A good isolated observer actually has more weight on my mind than a thousand superficial or self-interested accounts which repeat one another, which is all it is, repeated repeated over and over again same lie over and over again so we need to get what we need to get past is looking at what happened in 2020 beyond anything beyond what it was which was a theft it was a subversion of the electoral process because they couldn't stand what was about to happen they'd done everything they could to keep trump on his heels and they were running out of things to do, so they decided we just got to ha not have him as president. The problem is, is if he get, becomes president again, he is the most dangerous man walking the planet. I mean, he will be the American version of that Argentinian president whose name I can't pronounce. That dude's out there, and I mean, he is destroying. He is absolutely destroying things. So, all of that being said, all these things considered, we, you know, just don't listen to it anymore. The, the, all of this stuff is all based upon the predication that you believe it. And that's why they try things like, let's kick him off the ballot. Let's try to, let's try to indict him. Let's do this. And this is where we get all these ideas that he, well, all of this, where there's smoke, there's fire. Some of, some of this must be right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And in the interim, yeah, Bill Clinton's on, uh, on Epstein's list. A bunch of times. He's Mr. Doe a bunch of times. I'll be talking to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.